the holidays are upon us. They are here. We have just celebrated one, and there is yet more to come. And I want to spend this time talking about the holidays and how they can be times of tremendous enjoyment and times of extreme stress. So stay tuned. Hi, this is James Rains, and you're listening to Isolated But Not Alone, a podcast that seeks to bring mental health awareness to rural and isolated communities. I just wanted to take this time to let you know that this and other content produced by James Rains is not therapy and is not intended to be therapy or to replace therapy. Nothing in this podcast indicates or creates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek one in your area if you are experiencing any type of mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as specific life advice, and it is simply for the purpose of education. All right, welcome back to Isolated But Not Alone. So as we're going to talk about on this episode, the holidays are upon us. They are here. So if you live within the United States, you have just finished up Thanksgiving, the holiday of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a lot of things to a lot of different people here in the United States. For some, they celebrate with family. For others, they celebrate it alone. Some people give thanks. Some people don't. And I remember my childhood traditions were steeped in kind of the generation before that had that kind of sit around the table with family over turkey and watch sporting games. And I'm not a sports person. I don't necessarily mind sports and don't mind playing them, but I'm not very athletic and I don't really care to watch sports. It's not something that is valuable to me personally. Not that it's not valuable to others, just to me personally, it's not. And so oftentimes I spent my Thanksgiving not enjoying the food not talking about what I was thankful about, and avoiding the television, right? Because that's where everybody would be watching sports. And avoiding the chores that came for those who did not watch sports, which was to clean up and do all the dishes and things like that, which I usually ended up doing anyway because I was not watching the sports with everyone else. And so Thanksgiving can be a time of tremendous joy for people, And a time of grief, pain, stress, intense emotions. And we've all had the Thanksgivings where there is the huge blowout within the family. And we've all had those times where there wasn't a huge blowout in the family. But we were extremely concerned (laughs) ahead of time that there was going to be something that went wrong at Thanksgiving. This year for me personally was was no exception. And so when we think about that, we think about connecting with our families of origin, that's the family we came from, and connecting with our families that we've created, our family of procreation, and kind of merging those two systems together, it can often spell a time of joy and happiness and connection with family and can bring in all the baggage that comes with that. And that's part of life. (laughs) You can't separate the two. And sometimes it's okay to have 
Thanksgiving holidays that aren't deep. But we also want to avoid holidays that are too shallow. Meaning that there's no connection. Everybody's walking on eggshells. There's this sense of foreboding that the holidays is going to be tremendously rough. right? And we have probably all experienced that sometime in our life where we're dreading the holidays. And we're excited about them. And I know I've talked on previous podcasts about the ampersand or the and and how it helps me to make sense of the various paradoxes that seem to exist in my life. And this is one of those times. That's why I've been using the word and a lot in this podcast and emphasizing it. Because holidays can be a time of joy and a time of sorrow, a time of stress, a time of discouragement. And so wherever you're at in this holiday season, I just want to take the time to encourage you, to empower you, to both enjoy and to be able to sit in the discomfort of of your family. Oftentimes it's easy to avoid the discomfort in families, to avoid the discomfort in ourselves. What can happen is, is that that becomes the norm where we're so afraid of discomfort when we are so detached from discomfort that any little discomfort we experience can be devastating. And what perfect time to experience discomfort than sitting around with your family because there can be a lot of woundedness. Even in the most healthy families, there is woundedness that has come from the generation before. And you yourself will wound the generation to come. That can never truly be reconciled because we live in a world where there is woundedness. And oftentimes the family is both a shield against woundedness and the perpetrator of woundedness. And I don't want to go too far into depth here on that, Because, you know, you might be listening and you are so disconnected from the normality of problematic families, meaning that families all have problems and the problems that are common to all family, to where you have maybe been wounded so deeply that it could be considered evil, right? And there are some people who have been wounded by their families of origin to the point that you wonder if it wasn't evil. And we wound a lot of people as parents and as grandparents and as individuals. And so I want to take a step back from that and say that even though we've been wounded, you know, we can sit in that discomfort And I want to step back from that to say that, you know, this is the world in which we live. There is no doubt in my mind that we live in a world full of woundedness and we live in a world full of joy. There is both. There is an abundance of joy and there is an abundance of woundedness. And family is the perfect time to see the blending or the merging of those two things. 
I mean, if you're out there and you're listening, how many times have you experienced family get-togethers where there's an excitement and at the same time a seeming dread about the event and about what may or may not happen, who may or may not say whatever, right? And we all have that one family member, right? <laughs> Everybody has that one family member. And if you're like, well, I don't know, I don't have that one family member. It's probably you. Sorry, I mean, I hate to, I hate to say it. That might sound kind of callous. But if you're looking around, you're like, I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody in the family like that. It's, it's probably you, and that's okay. But we all have somebody in the family that seems to be kind of the match. And we always have somebody who's the fuel, right? <laughs> and if you're sitting here listening, you might even be thinking about visually picturing in your mind who these people are in your life. But, you know, it's always this, that like fire and match type scenario. <laughs> and you're like, ooh, what's, what's going to happen here? What's the person going to say to light the fuel? And what's the fuel going to do once it starts, you know, expanding and... Um, exploding and so and then we always have the family member that's a little odd right that isn't really part of the fire uh lighter scenario or fuel match scenario but they're they always bring something a little bit unique they're kind of like a wild card where you don't know what they're going to be bringing you know in the in the year and what they're going to do this holiday season i like to think of myself as the oddball i like to think of myself as the wild card um, I always like to think I put people on their toes, so to say, to use an old saying. But we all have those folks in our family, right? And that's very stereotypical. That's very antidotal. But the, the point remains is that we have our roles in our family. We, we have people in our family that like conflict. We have people in the family that like to watch conflict play out but don't necessarily like conflict. And... We have all the myriad of roles in between in every family. We all have them. And maybe your roles are different than what I've described. Maybe they're similar, but we all have them. And holidays are a time when that's all comes up to the surface, as well as all the woundedness that's been buried deep down inside of ourselves from previous history. So I can think of experiences in my own time where you're sitting around at Thanksgiving dinner, and instead of talking about what you're thankful for, you're on your guard, right? The shield is up right? <laughs> to take on the fiery darts of whatever your family may throw at you, right? You're one step away from bringing down the hammer of justice on whoever speaks up, and you've got the shield out just in case there's retaliation, right? And you're literally sitting around full of a group of people who are giving off the body language that they're doing the same thing. And maybe you're sitting here and you're like, wow, man, James, my my holidays are nothing like what you described. Now I feel a tremendous amount of uh, sadness for you <laughs> because your holidays sound intense. And I don't know what's worse, that intensity of holidays like that or kind of the reverse or other end of the spectrum of that where it's like a passive-aggressive war, like a cold war. Because I've been to some family celebrations where it's not very aggressive like that, but it might as well be. Because it's aggressive in a passive way. Meaning that there's sarcasm, there's humor that's used to hurt or to harm other people. There's a complete disconnect, right? You're there, but you're not really there. There's no intimacy, there's no depth. right? And you can't even get there because the, the thought of having 
that is tremendously scary. And so nobody even goes that deep. And I say all these things to say that it's okay to sit in that discomfort, right? You can experience both simultaneously, right? You can experience the joy and the excitement that comes from the holidays, and you can acknowledge the discomfort. And a lot of times that's what we do in therapy is we sit in the discomfort, right? You sit in the discomfort with another person. And that's okay. And so as your holidays come about, I just want to wish you the best in your Thanksgiving and in your Christmas. I know Thanksgiving's gone, but some of you might still be dealing with the ramifications of your holidays. And I kind of fell into my life like the holidays were one long war, right? And Thanksgiving was one of the big battles in the holiday, but Christmas was the ultimate battle. And... It was almost like whatever set the tone for Thanksgiving <laughs> set the tone for what Christmas was going to be like to an extreme. Meaning that if there was a huge blowout during Thanksgiving, it was almost like that was magnified during Christmas, right? Or if there was a huge blowout in Thanksgiving, there was the complete and opposite experience at Christmas. Meaning that the, there was so much devastation during the first battle. That nobody even wanted to try to converse because of how bad the first battle was. And you're probably sitting there going, James, why are you using war descriptions, terms about war, to describe the family? And I can say with all honesty that sometimes that's exactly what it feels like. That's exactly how some people think about it. They might not use those terms but they're preparing their bodies and their minds as if they're going into battle. Battle with their loved ones. Battle for safety. Safety from the woundedness that exists within their families. Now, I know I've said a lot that might be triggering for people. And some of you might be sitting there and you can relate to what I've said about the holidays. right? That it feels like a battle. It feels like a war every holiday, every time it rolls around. Now, I'm not even going to go into depth about all the things that can occur at the holidays. For example, money issues, financial constraints, the pressure of society, especially here in the United States, to buy, 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 and then buy some more. The stress of keeping up with whatever social media is doing. Right? That's one problem I do not have, and I am very thankful for it. But I have experienced other family members who do have this problem, where they want to model their holiday traditions, their holiday decorations, their holiday foods off of what they see online, and stress themselves out the entire holiday trying to duplicate what looks perfect online, right? or looks perfect on social media. And then there's stuff like grief. Right? Woundedness and grief. Grief from maybe the loss of a loved one. I know this is the first holiday I'll have without my mom, meaning that my mom passed away in January of this past year. And, you know, it's going to be difficult. I know that I'm already having reoccurring intrusive thoughts about her and about the holidays and, you know, both the good and the bad. And I know for me that that's just an intensified reaction to grief that's been triggered by the holidays. 
So I just want to take this time to say that you are not alone. And I hope that you can find some joy and some comfort this holiday season. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast enough to share it with friends and family and reach out with any questions you might have about mental health. And we will do our best in future shows to answer those questions. And remember, it might feel like you're isolated. And maybe you are, but you're not alone.